is up welcome to the inaugural episode to the real i am one of your hosts johnny blackman i'm the other host ian webb and this is our introduction episode this is the uh what's it called uh what fuck inaugural episode <laughs> no uh oh, shit, i was gonna say i forgot what it's called where uh you know where, where two things join together you know this is, this is the most anticipated uh Merger? Sure. Uh, of, yeah, com- uh, of podcasts. <laughs> we- yeah, it's a merging of podcasts. I mean, it is the merging of uh, my... I mean, kind of a merging of both our shows. I guess, yeah, we're we're taking... Yeah, we're taking bits and pieces of each, I suppose. we're ta- For mine, we're, we're talking about the philosophy and theory and social impacts of film in general and with yours we highlight typically one movie at a time and we're combining those two elements so yeah i guess you're right it is a a joining of the worlds a perfect joining hopefully uh yeah so i guess really for this episode we just kind of wanted to introduce ourselves to everybody and kind of get you a feel for how the first season is going to go down uh we're going to talk about some movies that we wanted to uh go ahead and take a look at and review ourselves um and we're definitely going to be opening it up for recommendations from our listeners as well here uh further down the line so uh ian what were you thinking what what movies were popping up in your mind uh when we were initially talking about this well first i mean for people who don't know would you like to say what, where we come from, where our old podcasts are? I feel like most people listening to this podcast will probably be listeners from the others, but if uh, you have not ever listened, or if you only listen to Ian's podcast and don't listen to mine, or vice versa, uh, okay, my name's Johnny Blackburn. Uh, I have been in television and film producing for off and on for the last 15 years. Um, I currently work in reality TV and... It pays the bills, but it is not where my passions lie. It's if I could get out of reality TV, I would. If I could just do narrative features, do my own movies, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. I would love it. But I'm I'm already entrenched. I'm I'm in deep. So uh, you're in <laughs> you're in right when the kid is good. We got a golden bachelor going on right now. That's right. We do have the Golden Bachelor going on. I did hear. I was at my cousin's this weekend, and she and her fiance had absolutely binged the crap out of it, and said they were just addicted from from day one. So, I have you watched? Did Amy make you watch it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she did. How was and it? I heard tear I can't fucking stand it. it. It's a cult. It's the worst. It's so fucking terrible. <laughs> you think that about all dating reality shows? I, I do. I absolutely. But like, oh man, I I'm so like. I mean, it, it's it's fun content. It, it's sure. Like my wife, Amy, she she watches this. Like my podcast, I do with my. I I make fun of bad movies. She, I I love bad movies. I enjoy that shit for some reason. She loves terrible reality shows, and we both like make fun of it. Uh, yeah, she. We watch Golden Bachelor. It's it's yeah. so. Oh my is, god! Is it worse terrible. than the regular Bachelor though? That's the big question. I've actually never seen a single episode of Bachelor. Okay. I'm Just a... Just the Bachelor. Okay. Okay. You know, I've actually thought about doing a podcast based totally around reality TV. Just doing exclusively reality TV over the last, like, 30 years. I thought that'd be kind of interesting. But Don't that's a show for another day. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Skip that. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, anyways, so... yeah. So, to, well, to fin- finish out, uh, yeah, with, with myself there, yeah, I... I just have always loved talking about film, watching movies and television. You know, I'm a storyteller at heart, so I just really enjoy getting out there and and spreading different ways of perceiving the world around you that you wouldn't normally think about. And the best way to do that, in my opinion, is through the power of film, is the power of storytelling. Um, And so I started uh, I Don't Give a Flick, kind of explained what it was earlier. Uh, That's my other show. You can check us out on any streaming podcast um uh, site but yeah that's that's pretty much me i just enjoy talking about film ian loves talking about film we've been friends for since high school um so it's been a while yes yes uh yeah so yeah you said it perfectly where like my show is re- review movie 
which is a specific niche. Um, and then your show is you talk about, like you said, yeah, what what is all about philosophy in different categories. So bring that into mind. We, so what this is going to be is basically we we came up with the idea of reviewing any movie, a, 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 a good movie, a bad movie, a new movie, an old movie, a classic, uh, you, you know, what have you, anything, and then. Anything that really needs discussion afterwards, that like that you think about the next day, and you just want to talk to people about it. This is it's um, it's basically just you know like um, if movies with let's say have a big crazy ending, a reveal, plot twist that blows your mind like we'll talk about those movies we'll talk about movies with a message we'll talk about political movies yep. um any any like anything that just makes you think and you just want to talk to somebody about it that that's what that's what we got going on here and we'll, we'll be throwing we'll be throwing guests from the industry into this show as well as people like yourselves as well as people like the listeners cinephiles film buffs that really just enjoy watching movies and they just love the power of film and storytelling themselves uh so we're going to get a lot of different perspectives on here uh that's what i think is going to be really really fun about especially this upcoming season oh yeah yeah Uh, so um yeah so uh yeah but still kind of a little more about about yourself you kind of talked about your your show because you and i come from completely opposite ends of the spectrum I've been like working and performing and being in this industry most of my life, you know, in some way, shape or form, even before I did it professionally. Um, And, you know, you, this isn't really your wheelhouse, you know, for as far as doing it as a profession, but you love it so much. You've been watching the film. Yeah, sure, sure. But you still have a really good take on it because you're, you're someone that has a creative mind and, you know, you enjoy analyzing that kind of stuff and, uh, and, and then chatting about it. So I feel that's where we have a really good dynamic. We're going to bring you guys two really interesting perspectives on every film we talk about because you got two guys that are coming at it from completely opposite ends of the spectrum. So we're never just going to be sitting here agreeing with each other. It's not going to be a, a show with talking heads oh, yeah. that are all yes men. <laughs> we're going to be going at it. We're going to be debating left and right. All of our guests yeah. will... Uh, uh, they're all they're all fierce debaters themselves, all of our friends. So it's going to be a good time. Um, so there's going to be a lot of agreements, but there's going to be a lot of disagreements. For going to be a lot of disagreements, yeah. And even just for the sake of drama, I, I'll probably just disagree with you, just because just it gets <laughs> ratings. It gets ratings. So you know, you guys, don't, you'll never know if I'm telling the truth or not. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I think I think like, <laughs> so. Like basically, the idea is one episode you're going to pick uh, a movie, and we will watch it. We will review it. We will discuss it, everything ab- about it, wh- whatever its message is. Then the next episode, I will pick one. I have a feeling. I don't. I'm. I don't know exactly what movies you're you're gonna pick, but I know some of my movies you will probably disagree with, and for some of them you surely will disagree with because we we've, we've talked about okay. a lot of these movies before sure. on your old podcast. I'm I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> not like go out of my way to get something like oh johnny's gonna hate this but some of them i don't know we'll, we'll definitely push each other for sure oh absolutely yeah and what were some of the uh initial videos you were looking at initial movies okay well uh yeah i guess i'll go first um yeah well we were talking about my, my first idea like the movie that really made me come up with the idea of this podcast and I already talked to you about it when I brought this idea to you was Boys in the Hood. Hell yeah, little John Singletary. Yeah. Um yeah, it's I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of nineties hood films. I mean sure. I, I definitely do not come from that background. Uh so it's strange, but they're so good. I just love crime dramas so much. And and Boys in the Hood is, is just like the best one out of those but other than that other than just being an awesome crime drama hood film from the 90s yeah um it it's got it's it's got the social commentary it's got huge messages it's a very powerful movie it's a lot about to a impact turned on the tv this morning 
had to shit on about about living in a violent a violent world. Showed all these foreign places. Foreigners living on. Started thinking, man. Either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the hood. They had all this foreign shit. They ain't have shit on my brother, man. I ain't got no brother. Yeah, man, if you want to talk about a film that severely got overlooked at the Oscars when it came out, in my opinion, uh, primarily because probably, you know, John Singletary and most of his, the crew and the content, you know, they, they were black. And it was a hood film. It was considered a ghetto film, and it wasn't distinguished enough for the Oscars. You know, it's just the hypocrisy of the of the, the fucking media and the you know Hollywood in general. Um, but we're gonna get into stuff like this. Oh, that's kind of stuff. I'm already getting fired up because um, it is it is one of the not only is it one of the best and most underrated films to come out of the '90s, but it's one of the most defining '90s films. It defined a generation, and we, I, won't, I won't go into it, but crazy, you, you can yeah, tell we'll, we'll it's just definitely taste. get into it when we get to that. Other than that, right. um, like I, I mentioned earlier, movies with huge plot twists. Uh, I'm another one that uh, maybe want to start a new podcast like this. I'm a Holland Drive. That is something that like you will think about for like the rest of your yeah. Life. I I <laughs> yep. I will definitely. Was trying again. to figure out what that movie is about. <laughs> I, I know you, you're you're definitely not a Lynch fan. No, no, I am not. Uh, David Lynch is probably probably my least favorite director. Wow. Um, I he, he's like kind of in the middle for me, but I really love that movie. What's um, it? I mean, yeah. Uh, and then uh, so we talked about other movies that. You may not agree with uh, I. I, you know me. I, I have to bring out two thousand one space Odyssey. <laughs> and I'm glad we'll be able to watch those types of movies because if you're a fan of of my show and you actually you tune into my show every week, you know you'll hear Ian on almost half of my episodes, close to it, and we're disagreeing on uh, a lot of things. Ian loves really aesthetically gorgeous films, oh, and yeah. I prefer a dialogue heavy, story driven movies. You know, it's oh, deep I love those too. Absolutely. Yeah, but your but your favorite is, you know. Yeah, it, I, I, it's, I like, it's I like a long epic. I, I like an epic. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, that, that's a few of mine. Uh, probably other Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick movies. We'll definitely get into the Scorsese's, the Tarantino's, all, all the all the top guys that everybody loves to talk about. What What are some movies that you want to bring to the show? Well, you know, I kind of wanted to stick to a couple ones that had a little newer, you know. Um, I did want to review Air. That is the, that's the new Ben Affleck film uh, with Matt Damon. Uh, it's just the newest. I won't go into it in detail, of course. <laughs> you know me, ben I get Affleck excited about Matt my favorite Damon, film. That's crazy. Whoa. Um, yeah, you know, man, I got to see the world premiere at South By, actually. Um, all of them and, like, uh, Jason Bateman. Uh, uh, gosh, let's see. Viola Davis. Uh, a bunch of the, the cast appeared at Paramount for the premiere. That was a lot of fun. Just It's a story about the making of the uh, Air Jordan shoe line. And it gives you a lot of the background on that. It's not... My sister <laughs> My sister refused to go see it because she doesn't like sports movies. She doesn't like sports. And I was like, Tessa, it's primarily a story about the story behind everything. It's not about the sport of basketball. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah, that, really, that, most sports movies that aren't. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So um, I just thought it was ridiculous. She, you know, she missed a really fantastic film that could potentially win the uh, Oscar for Best Picture this year coming up. Um, anyway, so I'd like to review that one. That's a big one for me. Um, another one that's kind of we're going to miss. We're, we're filming this here towards the end of October. It won't drop, obviously, until probably November or something like that. Um, 
so we won't have any time to do any horror movies or anything, which is sad, but um, Scream would have been one that I was going to recommend. Scream, interesting. Uh, just, you want to talk about defining, we're talking about, it sounds kind of like we're trying to do like defining movies in some aspect, and I mean, we're talking about Boys in the Hood, in the hood being defined of the 90s. Scream was not only defining of the 90s, but defining uh, of the last 25 years of horror movies. You know, and it, satirical, it really even satirical comedies. It, did. It, it took it took the bar from where it was. It was a perfectly set bar. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. It, well, it, it had it had been a while. It had been a minute since we had a, a good good bucket horror movie come out, especially it, Slack. It definitely brought it to the. It had been a couple years. That's, sure. that's true. That's true. It the eighties were such a heyday. That was the heyday of slasher films and really horrors in general. And then really the first half of the nineties was pretty lackluster. There were a couple of decent ones, but you know we were kind of just sitting around waiting for the next big thing to pop out, and then. Wes Craven woke up and was like, oh, I've done it once before. I'll do it again. There you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, okay. I'll, I'll, I, uh, I knew about the air movie. You told me about that before we started recording, uh, which yeah. I, I'm, I'm not familiar with at all. I, I honestly never heard of it. It, it sure. was under a lot of newer movies are under my radar. Uh-huh. Um, it, it, it does, it does sound interesting. Um, so, so I'm looking forward to that. I did not know about Scream, and uh, I, that that does sound like a, a good conversation would come out of that. So, yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, yeah, and no, I think uh, I think both those would be would be a lot of fun. Any other ideas? Um, you know, I let's see. You know, we're talking about kind of let people know we uh, we we got a little rating system. We're gonna do. Um, not really sure how we're gonna do that yet. Uh. I don't know, you know, yeah, I think I think that's it. That's all the movies that I've got on on file for now that I really like to review. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like you. <laughs> I don't want to give away too much, you know. Yeah, of course. We'll definitely be it'll definitely be looking at movies that heard of before, but you may not have necessarily seen. I know all of you have heard of 2001 a Space Odyssey. Most likely though, I'm only putting my money on 30% of you having actually seen the no. movie due to the age. I'm telling you, man, due to the age. That's really it, due to the age. I mean, it came out in what, the 70s? Yeah. It's, you know? So it came out in 68, which okay. is one so that's year even before worse. the actual moon landing. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, you just proved my point. <laughs> it was so yeah. long ago that but it's so and it's big not, in pop culture, though. Not, I, it, I mean, it was at one point. Yeah, I guess it still is. Kind of. Less so now. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't really hear of many people having seen that. I mean, they, they, I, I guess they show it in film school and, uh, you know, cinematography classes a lot. It's definitely the top but, of a lot of, the top of the list of a lot of huge film lovers. But sure. casual audiences, yeah, for sure. They, they don't, yeah. I haven't seen I mean, it. They like, probably that's know what I was saying. It, like, but like, as it was, she yeah. was saying, they probably know of it, but haven't seen that's it. That's why I was saying 30% have only seen it. I'm sure everybody's heard of it, you know. Okay. Um, kind of like, I don't know, maybe like Sound of Music or something nowadays. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know the exact numbers on it, but I can tell you, I, I have just over the years talking with people about, you know, especially, you know, people that are 10, 15 years younger than myself that are just starting out in the industry. When I chat with them, you know, movies is always a big, movies and TV shows pop up a lot, you know? And so when I'm talking with them about, have you seen this? Have you seen that? Uh, 2001, and is it's just one that I usually ask because it's so iconic, and a lot of people will say they haven't seen it. So that's what I'm basing it off of. And I know you, you're definitely not a fan of that movie, but... No, no, um... I, I never said I hated that movie. I just said I thought it was kind of overrated. <laughs> like, it's not, I don't think it's as good as people say it is. But I don't oh, need it. I've never, I've never seen it. Number movie. one movie of all time. That I know. I, I know. Also, also, I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and warn you now. Like you're gonna okay. hate this. You're gonna hate okay. the the two words that are about to come out of my mouth. Okay. But I have to. I really feel compelled to talk God to into this pot. <laughs> oh, <not laughs> uh, uh, yeah, nobody's gonna get that joke. But no, they won't. It's uh, <laughs> Uh, no, there, there is a movie that, well, shit, we, yeah, we're going to have to talk about Dune. So, yes, I wasn't thinking about that, but, all right, anyway, there is a certain movie that came out recently that I feel very compelled to bring to this podcast, and I know you're going to hate it, and I apologize in advance. Those two words are Green Knight. Dude, I'm not watching that again. <laughs> it, it, not it, fucking watching a, that movie again, 
Yeah, it's a poem that they tried to change into a two and a half hour long script. It didn't work. Oh, greatest of kings, indulge me in this friendly Christmas game. Let whichever of your knights is boldest of blood and wildest of hearts step forth. Take up arms and try with honor to land a blow against me. Whomsoever nicks me shall lay claim to this my arm. Its glory and riches shall be thine. But thy champ must bind himself to this. Should he land a blow, then one year and yuletide hence, he must seek me out yonder, to the green chapel, six nights to the north. He shall find me there and bend a knee and let me strike him in return, be it a scratch on the check or a cut in the throat. I will return what was given to me, and then in trust and friendship we shall part. Who then? Who is willing to engage with me? Oh my god. All right, fine. Uh, yes. If, if it's your choice that week, you can pick. And I think, you know, it's going to be one of those things when we have guests on, too. Yeah. yeah. I think, maybe, I think when we have could, guests on, too, maybe they pick some. Maybe we could wait for uh, an episode Johnny won't be on. <laughs> like, like if you're on vacation or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, that's a good gist of the idea. Um <laughs> Would you like to play a, uh, a a short little game for the for the sure. audience? It, it's it's really easy. Uh, the the game is you name of a, a really respectable filmmaker, uh-huh. and then we nerd out about him for a moment, and then I'll name uh, a respectable filmmaker, and then we nerd out about him for a moment, and we go back and forth for a few minutes. Okay, so we're just like we're trying to rattle off as many facts about them as we can, or or, or like yeah, how I great love they are. This movie because like this movie is awesome and that movie is awesome, okay. and like yeah, uh, or or why we like them or what yeah, makes them okay. so special. Yeah, that's fine. Um, do you have someone in mind already? I mean, yeah, I've, I've got like okay, go ahead. everybody. Uh, well, um, if we go back to your your podcast. Uh, I'll, I'll just start with the obvious. Um, we we all agreed that the second best director of all time is Quentin Tarantino. Of course, <laughs> obviously. And, and uh, that that was, I think, one one of the best episodes that we've ever done on your show. It was a, that was a really fun episode. Yeah, yeah. Really uh, we, we but one before that we were we all listed <laughs> our our top like five directors, and out of I think there were five of us on that episode. We all named Tarantino as our number two, so he is the second best. <laughs> Four people officially, yep. the second best. So uh, that's right, amen. Yeah, so everybody loves loves Tarantino. Um, you're not a, a huge fan of his more recent films. Uh, not necessarily. No, I I didn't. Uh, I was yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood, you know, Hateful Eight. Even um, what was his other one that was in between those two? No, no, that's it. That's that was it. it. Okay, it's just, it's those two in particular. Then I I thought. Django and Chain was right. Django's fantastic. Django's one. Yeah, of, that's I one of my favorite films. Is, um, and Inglorious Bastards is fucking amazing too. I think they were they were a little too slow for me in parts to where they didn't they just didn't have enough going on. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, by the way, was just so damn confusing, and it just. You know, I mean, we know what was going on, but it didn't seem like it knew which direction it wanted to go in. And so it kept moving the storyline. Just these Tarantino's normally really good about letting his storylines kind of just go and like intermingle with each other and like weave in and out. You know, he's really good about his timing and his pacing with his editing. I thought his pacing and timing for the editing was not well done for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I thought it made it really discombobulated and almost, almost made me dizzy. There's just a bunch going on, and they it just the story. It sucks because his other, his first six, seven movies are like they're all in my top fifty of greatest films of all time, kind of thing. Like I love Tarantino, you know, he's fantastic. I just thought his last two could have been better. I uh, I really love Hateful Eight, um, mm-hmm. and we've we've gone on it on your yeah. show about it, but. Uh, I really disagree with the pacing, especially for Hateful Eight. I mean, it's definitely slower, and there's 
it's not as like flashy it's not as like there's not as many montages and stuff it's not edited the same way but uh i don't know it kept me on the edge of my seat the whole time because of the whole like murder mystery like like you know or not not just the idea of like all these people meeting up and like and and there's just everybody happens to know each other in some way and it's like, it's just the heart of it is there's this guy who's got his bounty trying to take her to town and collect his uh-huh. money and all these people get in his way. And you're just, and not, not, you don't know if they are who they say they are. I mean, by the end of the movie, no answers. There's a few answers, but a lot of questions. But not many. <laughs> and, and the ones that were answered, we don't know is even in fact the truth. Uh-huh. And so it just keeps you guessing the whole way, and uh, and so I really enjoy it for that. Once upon a time in Hollywood, I enjoy that for the for the meta ness of it. Like it's a very meaningful film for him. You know, it's, it's yeah. about himself and, and his career, and like er, everything has a hidden meaning in that. And I, I enjoy it the dialogue real well, yeah. and but yeah. I I do agree that it's it's not. It's definitely edited differently, and that's because he lost his editor. And um, I'll actually segue this to... uh, (laughs) We're going to skip your turn. We're going to go back to me now. I'm sorry, but this is a good segue. Uh, Uh, No, 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 no. We are not segueing to you. Depending on what your pick is. What's your pick? Well, I was going to say, the editing with Tarantino and his recent films are very similar to Scorsese's recent films. That's fine. That's a good segue. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> well, your 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 opinion sometimes only about half the time we're agreeing on it, so I can never tell. Uh, but yeah, uh, I just recently saw this new movie. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure when this episode will come out. Right. But by the time that it came out, this this is October 23rd. His, uh, Killers of Flower Moon just came out this past weekend. I saw it. Yeah. Have you gotten to see it yet? Not yet. Um. Uh, yeah, it's you, you've seen the Irishman. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I I would compare it to the Irishman as far as pacing goes. Oh, okay. I like the Irishman. Definitely one. Definitely one of his more drawn out, slow burn type films. Mm-hmm. Um. Even his and Scorsese's known for being not long winded or anything. Well, some of the scenes scenes can be, but he always has long, he always has long films. Like he always tries to every movie he's ever had. I've never seen it be longer than three and a half hours necessarily, but it's never been shorter than two hours, like 40 minutes. You know, like he always has long film because he tells a lot of story in a short amount of time, you know? Yes. Which is why some of those scenes can be long winded. Yes. He's definitely like top of both of our lists. Uh, He, he's, he's the best. Um, in in my opinion, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, so he's he's entering a new phase in his career, which is the he's going into the epic because, like, in the first part of his career, you could say that uh, it's a lot more like darker storytelling, uh, like kind of a little bit more angrier films, uh-huh. darker films, and uh, but like really just straight film. And then, uh, and then the second part of his career is like his masterpieces, you know, like uh, Goodfellas, of course, and uh, Casino, and and you know every, everything in between those movies, like like just perfectly filmed movies. And then the, Amen. Uh, and then uh, and then now, like all the way up to. Even Wolf of Wall Street and Games in New York, like the still yeah. like, perfect movies, and that uh, Wolf of Wall Street was just ten uh, years ago, but now more recently it like, was only si- yeah. Silence, Irishman, and Killers of the Flower Moon. These are like a lot longer, slower paced movies. Not a single montage to be found. Uh, wow, and, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and they're, enjoy- they're really enjoyable movies, but like if you go in there expecting Goodfellas, you will absolutely be disappointed. Um, yeah. I would say it's one of the movies of all time. Is <laughs> Killers of Killers Flower of the Flower Moon? Moon? Okay. It is one gotcha. of the movies of all time. One of the movies. Gotcha. Good to know. Uh, it's not a bad movie. I have no complaints uh-huh. at all. Like it's a good film, but if you compare it to anything else he's done, 
it's a, it's a, it's a little bit Ooh, lower on the side, say. But I don't know. I, 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 I've been looking online. Like it's a, I've, I've been like looking at like people's like ranked listings as uh-huh. it's at the top of a lot of lists I've seen. So I don't know. Really? Maybe I'm full of shit. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I think uh, let me let me see it in the next you know week or so, and then we'll we'll definitely get get it up here on one of the episodes. Um, I, I with Scorsese, he just he's one of those guys, kind of like Spielberg almost, where he he had a his heyday was definitely in the first half of his career, first two thirds of his career. That's for damn sure. Like both of them. Two of the greatest directors of all time, best to ever do it, but their best movies were in their, their heyday was the beginning half their career, that's for sure. Um, as goes with most directors, you know, typically the older they get, the more they, they typically run out of the, that fire and that passion, and the studios get more involved, and they get more jaded, and, and so you start to see things unravel, and, and that's hard for me to say, but with Tarantino, Scorsese, and Spielberg, I can say that about all of them, you know, their best days are definitely behind them. Um, mm-hmm. maybe not yet. Yeah, maybe they come out and surprise us with something and they're all still fantastic filmmakers, but they're just, they didn't, they don't have the same fire that they used to have. They, uh, and, and I, I can tell when I watch their movies that personally. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're at this point where they could just, they have no, phone it in. I, yeah, I, I want to exactly. say phone it in, but they, they have like a, a, lot, a lot fewer limits. They have a lot, uh, fewer people saying like, no, you can't do this. True. And uh, so, like, for Taxi Driver, for example, like, he had a lot of trouble making that movie. And, of and course, the studio was just like, yeah, th- this, is, this is a really fucked up movie. And he's like, uh, and he was so determined, and he had to make so many changes to it. And uh, mm-hmm. and he finally did, and it's it's an incredible movie uh, because of it. I mean, like, I, I think that those roadblocks made him better. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And so for the more recent movies, there's, there's not as many roadblocks. Yeah. Well, it taught him how to be a creative problem solver. And Gary and I, Gary, who's a, one of my co-hosts on my other podcast, I Don't Give a Flick, he and I are teaching a film, uh, basically a film class at our old high school, just volunteering, um, just kind of give back. And one of the exercises that we implemented yesterday uh, when we had a class there was we gave the we basically put them into five teams we gave them five roles they needed to fill out in the in the movie and then they had that class to write a script had to be about two minutes long Uh, and then the following class they had an hour and 15 minutes to film the entire movie and then they could edit it over the weekend uh so very very little time to create anything that you'd be super proud of you might think the point of the exercise though was to see how the kids can handle adversity and pressure in a very fast-paced environment with very little time to think Basically, in this industry, you run into stuff like you're talking about right now. Scorsese ran into all those roadblocks. That was the point of that exercise. You're always going to run into people telling you no. Things will never come out shot like you think they're going to in your head. Uh, and you'll get oh, frustrated yeah. by that. And it's up to you if you're going to let that mental roadblock drag you down and hinder you, or you're going to rise above it. So, yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons that Scorsese is one of the best, you know, is because he he's very he seems to be really good at adapting on the fly. Yeah. Um, but so let me let me throw one out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one out. I'm gonna throw about uh, Ari Aster. Uh, okay, yeah, that, that's yeah, a name I, I've I've heard you you say a lot. I'm not gonna geek out on him or anything, but I'd like to hear a little of your thoughts on him. I actually rewatched Hereditary about two weeks ago. Um, I told myself that I would give it a second watch again. Um, I still do think that there's there's lazy writing in there. I, I still thought they they dropped hints, but there there just, there just wasn't there just wasn't enough for a standard film. Anyways. Um, so I appreciated it a little bit more, was definitely not as scared the second time that I watched it because I knew when everything was going to happen. Um, I, I remember, I, I do believe well. it gets better with the, with the second or third watch. I've definitely enjoyed it, it the more times I've seen it. I, the thing is, I still like it about the same. I'm not as mad about it. I was for like two years. Like I watched it that one time and then what is it? Four years when I haven't watched it. So pissed because I was like, "Said them of one of the greatest tour movies of all time," and the the third. So fucking pissed. Yeah, no, I I agree. The the ending sucked. <laughs> yeah, it did, and it could have been a cool fucking ending because they had the way they had. I love demonic possession films. Those are the ones that scare me the most, and I feel like there's a lot of because there's 
if you've ever had any type of religious upbringing, that's there's a there's a thread of truth to that for you. You know, I was I was brought up in a relatively strict Lutheran slash Methodist household, uh, and you know we we were you know we t- we talked about you know the the devil and demons and hell like those were all very real things. You know, um, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible was a uh, book of Revelations because it was just so interesting to read about the ending of the world and like and I read that for the first time in like seventh or eighth seventh or eighth grade I can't remember so definitely barely young and barely old enough to understand the majority of it of what was going to happen and I was terrified I was so freaking scared like that was you know fuck goosebumps fuck are you afraid of the dark fuck Freddy uh, Krueger anything I might have watched as a kid Revelations <laughs> the devil scared me the most oh, yeah. <laughs> Satan and the four horsemen of the apocalypse were what really kept me up at night so um anyways yeah you know our res um midsummer i thought was just a discombobulated clusterfuck um i don't know if i would have the wherewithal to be able to watch that twice i just i don't think i could i don't think i could hereditary a little bit more for me. But i know your thoughts you've seen both those right yes it took me a long time but i finally i finally got to them uh, hereditary is, yeah, uh, what I like, okay, yeah, I, I'm actually, while I, I mostly agree with everything you, you have to say with hereditary, uh, I, I'm actually, I enjoy it for the opposite reasons. Uh, I like the whole, like, family drama of, like, you, you know, like. I love the family drama aspect. Yeah, the, yep. like these terrible things has happened to to the there's this rift and and the relationship right. mostly between the mother and son, but also the father's in the middle there, and sure. uh, and, and like they and it's all about how they they lack communication skills. They can't speak to each other about right. it. Uh, so mm-hmm. then the, there's a whole blow up during the the dinner, and. Um, and then she has nightmares of, of killing her son and, and stuff, and which we don't know is a nightmare. We think it's actually happening when it's happening, mm-hmm. uh, where she's like, "I never wanted to have you," and and uh, and she's just tortured by that. That's what I love about the movie the most is uh, is not not so much the the paranormal part, but the more like the drama part. You okay, Mom? What? Is there something on your mind? Is there something on your mind? It just seems like there might be something you want to say. Yeah. Like what? I mean, why would I want to say something so I could let you sneer at me? Sneer at you? I don't ever sneer at you. Oh, sweetie, you don't have to. You get your point across. Okay, so fine. Then say what you want to say then. Hey, Dad. I don't want to say anything. I've tried saying Okay, things. so try again. Release yourself. Oh, release you, you mean? Yeah, fine. Release me. Just say it. Just fucking say it. Don't you swear at me, you little shit. Don't you ever raise your voice at me. I am your mother. Do you understand? All I do is worry and slave and defend you. And all I get back is that fucking face on your face. So full of disdain and resentment and always so annoyed. Well, now your sister is dead. And I know you miss her. And I know it was an accident. And I know you're in pain. And I wish I could take that away for you. I wish I could shield you from the knowledge that you did what you did. But your sister is dead. She's gone forever. And what a waste. If it could have maybe brought us together or something. If you could have just said, I'm sorry, or faced up to what happened, maybe then we could do something with this. But you can't take responsibility for anything. So now I can't accept. And I can't forgive. Because... Because nobody admits anything they've done! (sighs) 
Oh, absolutely. And then, uh, that was and a great part. They could have done the movie just based off of family drama. Yeah, I mean, they they could have made like three great movies out of, out of the plot of this movie. Possible. Uh, like the the family drama that would be a great movie. The yeah, the possession thing that would have been a solid movie on its own, and then the cult thing that would have been solid. I I think that it does suffer merging those three things together. Exactly. There was too. There were too many stories going on at once. You know, it really. There really was. I just. I. I didn't. I didn't think they. They didn't wrap it up enough, and they didn't give you enough prior info about the background of all of these people. It's too much information to take in yeah. in two and a half hours or two. I, it's I under do, two hours. I'm I, sorry, an hour fifty. I I do enjoy the final scene as the a final scene to a movie, but it just sure. didn't work with the rest of the movie. It didn't. It was a cool idea. Right. You know? Uh, yeah. So, like, uh, it just seems kind of out of nowhere because it's like, yeah, she she's, like, trying to... The, yeah, the, there is the, like, spiritual aspect of it and, like, they yeah. try to, like, bring Charlie back. But then all of a sudden there's there's this cult that, like... Like that relied on her losing her head w- when that was a complete accident. So like pieces don't really make sense, and yeah. like like she had to lose her head in order for any of this to happen. And uh, right, but it was a complete accident when that did happen. Like she was she was choking. She put her head out the window, and it's like just the whole like that being fate thing for the cult. Uh, that that's where I lost interest. Mm-hmm. So, gotcha. like, like I, I, th- I think I feel like there's certain parts of the movie that he he really wanted to do the really strong parts, like I said, the family drama, and like, yeah, her losing her head and all of that. Like, I feel like that was his main idea, and then he just like wrote the movie around that. Like, he was like, "I'm going to make a movie where, yeah." It did uh, kind of a, seem like that, actually. That's a good guy point. <laughs> accidentally kills his sister, and he has problems with his mom. And then, uh, huh? What else am I going? Maybe I'll, I'll yeah. Pull some what else did I experience as a child? <laughs> what can I throw but, in there? What did I want? It's, it's like it's like he uh, he started in the middle and like made the movie around that. Yeah, you you either need to start. Tarantino always starts at the end and then works works around <laughs> that, um, or you know, or it start at the beginning no, and never start in the middle. That doesn't make any damn sense. That makes no sense. And you're right. It does seem kind of like they started in the middle and then jumped between page like two to ninety five to seventy six to one hundred and twenty to, yeah, to three. Just all is everywhere. Yeah, it's like a pick your own adventure type book. You remember when those were big back in the nineties? Oh yeah. Oh my god, those things were fucking. Those things were huge. I absolutely love those. Whew. Anyways, uh, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, who's another uh, director that you would like to talk about on? Not just this episode, but bring their films to the yeah. Future, I mean, future episodes. Trying to think of just some of my my favorites. I mean, I always talk about James Wan. Um, yeah. I mean, if we were talking about doing an entire, just like doing his filmography, kind of like on my show, I'd be interested in that. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Other yeah, people I'm, enjoy. I'm sure that. We'll, we'll probably have some uh, some yeah filmography episodes. That would be fun. Yeah, and just go down the list. Oh, I didn't realize he did. Megan. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I don't. I'm know looking. He, I think he produced right Megan. Now. I don't think he. I don't think he directed uh, it. He okay. produced it. Man. Yeah, it's his, it was his. He it was his. Um, he was yeah. He was one of the EPs on it though. Um, he does a lot. Any a lot of stuff for uh, Blumhouse. Anything that Blumhouse does, he's normally an EP on. He's not. I don't think he's. He's not an owner in Blumhouse, but he's just he's one of their like creative consultants. So he probably makes an ass load of money to do it. So I'm going through I don't his blame filmography. Him. The the ones he did direct. And mm-hmm. they're just all over the place. You, you got horror Dude, with the he did Furious and... Seven. He did Furious Seven. <laughs> and he also did both Aquaman movies. Yeah. Like and he's a horror director, but both they were pretty good. I liked the first Aquaman and Furious Seven was pretty dope. So you know, the no, they were, I, I thought Dead Silence was a joke. <laughs> Dead Silence is ridiculous. That was one of his first films, though. So, yeah, 
That was not a good one. That, that's definitely one of his worst ones. But, but he yeah. does the original Saw, Conjuring, Insidious, you know, the second Insidious, this second Conjuring. Um, I don't think he did any of the Saws outside of the first one. Insidious was, was huge when that movie came out. It was. It was. Still a fantastic film to uh, say. Another demon film movie that'll scare the crap out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, yeah, you those really talk- are some of the most terrifying movies because it's like the idea that like you're not in control of your body is yeah. one of the scariest Something things. Else is. And, and then the fact yeah. that it's like it's from a demon from hell, uh, and then oh. it makes you think about the afterlife, and it's just like it's just like. Yeah. <laughs> it just Dude, did you see? Ta- did you see Talkin? No. No. Oh my god! You don't really go to the movies, do you? Yeah, not not a whole lot. Uh, I'm definitely okay, I more, more of a. I mean, you know this, but for the audience, I'm definitely more of a a, a cult film guy or a yeah. classic film guy. I, well, I like we're gonna older. be pulling Ian out of his shell in this uh, in this show a lot more. So <laughs> yeah. kind of like you, you've done it with me over the last couple of years. So now it's my turn to return the favor. Yeah, for sure. We're, like I said, we're, <laughs> we're definitely we're definitely gonna um, pull each other a little bit more uh, out of our uh, comfort zones. Comfort zone. Yeah, that's true. Sure. Kind of challenge each other. Uh, yeah, no, I'm down. Um, it'll be more difficult to see movies that are currently in the theater, but uh, mm-hmm. for movies that just come out to like to video or streaming, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down for anything. Yeah, I don't think you'll get to see Talk to Me for a bit, but it, it was pretty good. It was it was basically a, a ghost possession movie. Okay, basically, so. Kids get like a monkey paw or hand or something, and they can they can talk to the dead with it, and they can allow the dead person to like take control of their body for a certain amount of time. But if you go over a certain amount of time, then they re- remain in control of your body for life or something. Huh. Um, but if rules. you do it un- under the time, then it's fine. It's <laughs> like a drug, basically, and like these kids are addicted to it. And it's an interesting concept. It's a very uh, very interesting. Concept. Okay, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, we can, we can definitely do that. I'm going to bring the focus over to complete opposite now. Um, when uh, another thing that I, I like to think of, or coming up with ideas for this podcast is uh, we both mentioned it like your show. Uh, you brought up the word philosophy. So movies yep. that, that are philosophical or yeah. make you think about life in general, uh, you can't really get mu- a whole lot better than Richard Linklater. Yeah, yeah, I do love me some Linklater. Uh, I do definitely enjoy me some Linklater. He, he's got he's got two great elements of the, just the Hangout movie. That is just like, you're just hanging Days out confused, with these baby. characters. Days Confused is like top, yeah. top one. Oh, right, also, oh, you know, right, everybody right. wants some. Uh, which is the spiritual yep. successor that, or the unofficial sequel that he made twenty years later, or maybe closer to thirty years. Thirty. Uh, it was like thirty, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah, like Boyhood. But uh, but then like but during all something, all those movies have in common. They, they talk about life and just they do. like what's what's the purpose of life? What's the purpose of me? Uh, Suburbia too. That, that's another movie that he did. Um, and it's just, a lot of I mean, people like questioning your... existentialism, like w- where yeah they should be in life versus where they are. And and exactly. Uh, and, and you and see that in Days of Confused a ton, which is crazy. Yeah. Oh, Waking Life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. It was just uh, even in School of Rock. And, oh, like yeah, that's his most fun. That's probably his most his his most fun film. That's I Days of Confused maybe. Um, where he's actually letting loose, and uh, I don't necessarily know if I see a ton of existentialism talk in School of Rock. Um, necessarily, yeah, that, but, that was you know, a little bit different. Every, that that was more of a that was more of a commercial to, to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, which, it was, and he was a personal. He was a huge fan. He was a he was a gigantic Zeppelin and Floyd fan, and you know he he absolutely loved that era of music. He grew up there on then. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, cool man yeah. yeah you know i i think that's that's probably about the amount of time that's probably the amount of time we got for tonight um but yeah i think we we've got a we got a real good basis for the show and we're really excited to get y'all's take on the first couple episodes with the first movies uh i know it's something that i've been vehemently <laughs> against for a long time like i was 
real, I was staunch on the opinion that I was not going to do movie review podcasts anymore. Um, I was tired of doing it um, on my journey. And then Ian was like, you want to do a movie review podcast? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, fight it. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, why not? But, but this, this is a, <laughs> a certain topic. You know? It is. It is. It is. Absolutely. Like, we're, we're not just doing any movie. Like, this is uh, movies that require discussion. Yeah, with my, I used to have, uh, I used to have another show called Hypocritics, and my friend, my friend Matt and I, uh, we basically we would just review new movies that had come out that that week, um, and it was fun. We had a good time doing it, um, but I just kind of got tired of it. Just got kind of monotonous after a while. Like, it just wasn't. It was the same topic every week because the formula for talking about the film, it's it's the same every week, you know. So I think with this one, because we'll be talking about different aspects of society and some will be sometimes it won't be society it'll be, it'll be the philosophy behind the film or philosophy of life yeah. you know it could be something like that so yeah i think it'll be a little more diverse than than my old uh, one was yeah, so absolutely. looking forward to it yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm feeling kind of the same burnout with, with uh, my show maybe so bad and good and yeah. classics in camp where it's just like it, it, it's it's always fun to make fun of a bad movie but the podcast platform isn't the best and I've realized that the more most fun the best episodes I've done that I've enjoyed the most are the ones that are uh, that have like a message to them and movies that sure. you know we're talking about on this show so I was like if I'm if that's where I'm enjoying it the most why not just cover a larger basis of that than just the cult films so exactly yeah, so I'm branching out a little bit yeah, good for you, man. Cool. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for the uh, inaugural episode. Well, I guess it could be an intro episode. Maybe we'll make the inaugural the, the first official movie review episode uh, next week. So thanks for joining in. Um, I'm Johnny. Yeah, I'm Ian. That's Ian. And that's Ian. That's Ian Webb, everybody. And sure. I'm Johnny Blackburn. And we'll see you guys at another date, another time. Adios. Stay classy. No, I need you to sign off. It's a better sign off. <laughs>